Welcome to the KFA Podcast, where our mission is to keep faith alive by kicking ass. All right, well, I guess I'll kick this off. I am thrilled to have you here. Um, everybody knows who Harris is. You're kind of locally famous. Um, and out of everybody in this industry that I respect, I think you're right at the top there. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Just left a coffee appointment this morning. Your name came up. Hmm. High respect. If I'm ever meeting with a Keller Williams agent, your name comes up, it seems like, every single time. And they talk about how much you've helped them. So That's good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I think we should just uh, jump in. And I don't know if you want to start with your background and see. I know a lot of people probably know it already, but it is pretty inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my family moved here from Europe. Uh, we lived in we lived in Bosnia. We war broke out there, so we were we were refugees, you know. So we got here, uh, literally with kind of two suits each and really nothing else, you know. And, uh, you work through like a sponsorship program, or family member, or friend of a friend, or somebody kind of helps you get here, and then they kind of help you get lined up and situated. But um, completely different living, you know. I lived in a, a capital city in Bosnia, so just. Uh, different uh, taller buildings supermarket on every corner that type of thing and then we land in you know vancouver washington what, where, what year was that that you guys came over uh we got here end of 95 okay so yeah. why vancouver by the way yeah, totally so i think I as to show up in canada yeah i meant to show up in canada <laughs> actually i told everybody back home in school that um where i point on the map to vancouver canada because that was the only one that was itemized on there um, but we ended up having some distant uh, relatives and family here. So then you kind of get those ties made. And I mean, I think people trust where they go when there's somebody else already there. So the path has been paved a little bit. And then we got here. For so, sure. Yeah. And that's kind of how it started. Um, and, and it was awesome. And I was so excited because uh, once we were moving here, we got this book from a U.S. embassy that uh, talked about living life in the U.S. You know, culture different. You give people personal space, kick, you know, kiss people on cheeks that you just meet, stuff like that. <laughs> Things that are really common and acceptable in Europe, like friendly and nice. Um, but one of the best things in there was uh, that kids can grow up to be a paperboy. So you can make money by being a paperboy. And the only thing I've ever seen uh, paperboy was like Dennis the Menace, like, or so, like on satellite TV yeah. or something like that. Hmm. Um, so I was so excited. Uh, to, to figure like a paper right area and some kid had it who was moving and then uh, long story short I ended up getting the route and my mom always says I came home and said like this is the best life I got the paper route That's and right. um, how and old it, were you then? Uh, I was uh, 13, 14 okay. and, uh, I was 26 I was 26 it worked <laughs> out so nice it was hard uh, delivering was, papers back then too yeah it was cool and it turned into a little family affair you know because I would go hit the papers after school and then Sunday mornings were the morning ones. I think back then they delivered them by like six o'clock or something like that. So you had to get out there and do it. Um, but it was really neat. That, I think that's when I started valuing like people and relationships and meetings. Because on on that paper route, I developed just a ton of relationships where people had me cutting wood, like house sitting, yards. Right. Um, I named her a young kid named her like lizard after me. You know, like all these <laughs> things. And it was and it was just so fun. I'm like, this is cool that. Um, it became a little business, you know, where like paper route was just a, like a side product of, of actually what I was doing, which was all these other things on my route. Right. So, so that was kind of your entry to entrepreneurship then, really? Yeah, no, you definitely say that, you know, then after that, you just kind of follow the school path. Um, I went to Hudson's Bay High School and I was going to Clark College. 
and uh, I worked these uh, retail jobs like Circuit City uh, when that was in Jansen Beach, and and that was awesome because like electronics were fun to me, and again I like yeah. talking to people, and and some of those same trends translated the same way actually. So I had plenty of clients that would just come in. Uh, give me their Circuit City card and say, hey, we're going to go get some CDs. This dates us, you know, some CDs and movies. Here, we need a camera. Here's what we need. Just, you know, pick it out for us and we'll come back and pay for it, ring it all up. And I'm like, sounds good. Have a good day. Um, that was awesome because I think that showed, again, like the relationship and trust and people coming back. So, um, and then Circuit City closed and we went to Fry's Electronics, a bunch of us. I remember Fry's. Yeah, Fry's. And that was kind of interesting. We'll drive, different structure. Um, but I was getting towards the end of being like, okay, I'm ready for something bigger, something nurse, some different challenge. And uh, a few friends were looking into real estate. One of them kind of took charge on that and ended up getting licensed and moving forward. And then we had a really, uh, family friend that always helped us with real estate. And she mentioned, it'd be great at real estate, but um, people say that kind of stuff, but it never really goes anywhere, you know? So it was great to just take the classes online and get going and start the process and then just kind of jump all in once I uh, once I got licensed. So licensed in 20... uh, 2004. 2004. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good market 2004. Yeah, certainly. Yep. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. I didn't know I didn't know much people. Um, everybody I knew really wasn't well so or could even consider buying else. So it, it, I, I built my entire startup and business was calling uh, expireds and for sellers. So I was the guy, you know, show up at the office at eight o'clock, leave at eight at night, and mm. just call, 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 and make appointments, and then go meet those people. And um, it's fun. Some of them are still my clients today, you know, almost twenty years later. So as well, it should be. Yeah. So it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. A downturn happens. Yeah. Shortly after that. Yep. You survived. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a good. It was a good uh, reality check to really focus on what matters. You know, like take care of your clients. Still made sales and still had you know had good opportunities, but obviously shifted kind of down with everybody else. Mm. And uh, but things that stuck out was really loyal to the clients, uh, build out of the sphere, and th- that was really evident that like this is what's important, this is what's clear. So, like moving forward, I just need to keep focusing on that, and this will kind of fix itself. How does the market compared to? I just love asking people yeah. that, that that have seen both. Truly, I know they're completely different, but. Yeah, they're completely different. So really what we were having back then was just a fallout of values, you know, and uh, kind of questioning, you know, you're, you're trying to sell a house that's worth 500 today and maybe in a couple of months it's worth 450, you know, or somebody that at 650 two months ago or a year ago and now maybe it's being short sold at 420. You know, so I think it, it, it took some stress, you know, on, on myself as a broker and also just living the life of my kind of um, But I think they're two different beasts. Right now, this is so much more stable. Uh, back then, it was, you know, watching the countdown every day of how many more banks went out of business and imploded. So it's scary. Yeah, very scary because people would go to the closing table, you know, literally sign their docs, drop off their money, and then find out the next day the bank's out of business. And moving trucks obviously lined up and everything else. So that was just a different different market. Um, I think we we borrowed a lot of buyers from the future with low interest rates. You know, so um, current market, current market, yeah. So I think there's a little bit of a healthy set of that just to see, you know, where where we kind of land. But um, people are still finding plenty of opportunities. So sales are still happening. It's just right now 
the ones that could kind of barely make it make it happen aren't going to make it buyers mm -hmm. and brokers at the same time right so the tree has been kind of shook a little and stuff's falling out now agent counts obviously going down loan officer counts going down so um, there's just less sales to grab onto naturally yeah yeah no, it's been uh, quite the season <laughs> and I, you know so i know that you obviously help a lot of agents free yeah. advice sure through that what have you seen is is kind of like what their biggest pains are or struggles like what advice are you giving them because i know a lot of these agents awesome great people but they may have in a couple years into building their business mm -hmm. and then they're getting hit with this yeah and they're on that line of struggling to survive you know? yeah and that's tough it's tough seeing it too because um a lot of them didn't prepare as much or really and some some to their fault and some to not like they just didn't know any better you know yeah. they basically woke up listed a house and the question wasn't, will it sell? It was like, how much will it sell for or over and things like that. So mm -hmm. you were more managing bidding wars and situations that way. But um, right now, I mean, so for us, the consistency has been uh, focusing on relationships, focusing right. on uh, ruse, and focusing on referrals. So when you kind of... Yeah, triple R. So when you focus mm -hmm. on those three and your daily activities and your weeks and everything, it just keeps, keeps feeding that one call it simple, fundamental mission, then everything else just becomes clear. So it's like, what am I doing to have genuine relationships? What am I doing to gain referral? Doing to get and then um, your business can still keep thriving. And I think you could do that uh, at any level. You know, So if somebody um, sells 10 homes a year and now they're crashing down, they can still come uh, talking to enough people to foster those relationships and get sure. back there and just do the same thing. And same for the guy doing 100 or 200 homes. Yeah. What are you guys doing right now? Are you doing any outbound marketing in addition? I know you guys are super sphere heavy, never really paying for leads, stuff like that. Yeah, never been our game plan, truthfully. Uh, I've just seen all these, you know, tides change, right? right. We got to do this, we got to do that. And, you know, it's always fun to test stuff out, but we just don't step out of those lines very much mm -hmm. just because it's always been... Uh, what's been most consistent, what's been most enjoyable, you know, love work with, it's clients yep. that we know, or mm -hmm. clients of clients, or friends of clients. Uh, the ships have been just so different over time that if we keep focusing on those people, then we just get those same people back, and it's, right. that's been awesome. Uh, our outbound has just been more reach outs, different programs that have been available, and offering assistance, and um, and then sharing some of the market, like, hey, it's not as dim as gloom as you think. You yeah. know, we closed four homes last week. It's not true that nobody's buying or something like that or nobody's selling. Makes sense. Um, and then just educating. Like, people still have life points where they, so they still have, hey, I had a kid. We need more space. Or all the kids are gone. We need less space now. Or I'm ready for something smaller or bigger. And uh, uh, so I think uh, we've been consistent with those expectations and, and our clients. So we're not really riding the seasons as much and changes. So that's right. been really helpful. It's almost like you have sales reps, like your past clients operate almost like sales rep. Absolutely. You know, I was, I was talking to somebody last week and they were like, just, there's not much going on. What do you mean? You know, I'm like, you just need to reach out to your people and not be shy about it. Right. And, uh, and I would say we do that. Well, you know, we ask our clients pretty consistently, Hey, keep me in mind. Who do you know? Who can I have? Hey, house, you know, wants it, but you're clearly yeah. valuing the way so much that it's not just a, checking in awkward. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I have to imagine. Yeah. I think, um, some agents kind of don't want to make the calls cause they've abandoned their clients for a long time. 
you know, so now yeah. to how awkward. Uh, yeah, took somebody at five years and say, hey, I haven't talked to you for five years, but can you <laughs> do you have a referral for us? Like that's it's not enjoyable. I wouldn't want to make all either. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's, so let's, that's the point. Um, I've definitely read that in my, in my career. Um, so if you're, if you're talking to an agent who has made some mistakes like that, how would you advise them to maybe get, get back in touch with them in a way that doesn't feel slang? I guess. Yeah. I, I'd be honest. I would just say, Hey, I've been, uh, I've been going through some paperwork or some books or spreadsheet or whatever reason. And your name popped up on my mind and I just realized I can't believe it, but it's been about five years, hmm. you know? So yeah. What's right. new? Are you still in the same house? How's it going? What's new in life? Here's where I'm at. And uh, chances are, you'll you'll just pick up kind of where you left off. Yeah. A good relationship start. Uh, I think you're people addressing it directly, kind of being vulnerable about your east there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is more like a high point for us because we're always thinking, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? Do more something different? But reality is, as most of our clients have bought or sold a home and moved on. Yeah, like they're not even thinking about us anymore. We're right. gone in mind. They're they're doing other stuff, you know, soccer and kids and trips. Um, they think of us when they need us, but it's more on us to. You hope they do. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It's more on us to be in front of them and be available, and then you know, kind of be ready. So, but if you've kind of abandoned some or forgot the, just call, just call or text. I mean, I prefer a phone call just because it gets you directly in correspondence. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes sense. And I focus on a lot on customer experience too, like how the customer is treated throughout the entire process. I know people personally and related to people who've, who've closed with you. And they all say the same exact thing. Like, yeah, he's, that, he's the best. You know, that consistency is so good and you always put yourself in the client's shoes. And I know we're in it, obviously, we're, we're making sales and we're selling homes, but we're really in it for the long term of comebacks and, and you know, refer us and, and so and you can do little stuff just along the way. Just can, you, you'd be surprised how much uh, one phone call or one text can go. You know, to say, hey, I just checked and all the numbers are correct. Oh my gosh, thanks for reviewing that and letting me know. Or hey, I checked things on track, thanks for letting me know. Or uh, hey, you're closing in three days. Uh, here's complimentary phone numbers of the utilities. Just to make sure you don't get there, you don't have any power because the seller already shut it off. So yeah. one of my favorite stories is actually uh, somebody I know was selling her house and things were starting to turn. It was a domino, mm -hmm. the, the person coming in to buy her house so that she could buy the next house. Yeah. Um, it was starting to fall apart and she went on social media and just said, I think I'm just going to stay here and I'm just going to die in this house. You uh, know, everything's falling apart. You jumped into the conversation on social media and said, hey, Hey, we got this. This is this is why you hired us, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that that next house of, of your dreams is come to fruit. And like, for me, when I read that, I was like, that's probably the one of the most genius marketing ploys. And it wasn't marketing; it was customer yeah. service. Yeah, you could just be, be there for people, really take care of them, um, and be there in every way, not just for real estate. You know, yeah. I think when something happens. Um, I had somebody call me one time, hey, you referred to me by so-and-so, I need to sell my house. I'm like, hey, sounds great. Like, we love those calls, right? Those, sure, are, those are lottery day calls. You're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, give, give me your info. Um, but the mortification kept going. Uh, the lady really, she didn't sound excited, you know, right? so I was like picking that vibe. But normally it's like, hey, when can you come over? But we just, it was more thrilling to have that conversation. Just asked her, I said, hey, you know, Usually people like me, this is kind of the point where they get jazzed up a little bit, like off we go. And yeah. uh, do you not want to sell your house? She's like, well, truthfully, I really don't want to. It's just I kind of have to. 
Yeah. So I was like, well, tell me more. And what it turned into was um, during COVID, job loss and different changes and whatnot, and just incomes drastically shifted. So she actually couldn't afford a house anymore. So it was more, it was a really big uh, need versus want. And after we spoke for a bit, you know, I was just honest. I said, sounds like you need a job real. Yeah. You know, so I was like, wrong person, wrong call, but we're here. Um, so I was like, well, can you make your resume and send it to me? Mm. You know, let's figure that out. And because uh, I'm like, you know, I want to sell your house, obviously, if you want to. But it doesn't sound like you, you really want to. So I uh, ended up posting up talking about it. She ended up getting like three different interviews and got a job and kept her house. Wow. You know, amazing. that was... Um, that was and actually that was easier that was easier path of like what do you need Mm -hmm. you know and that's actually what she needed she didn't need somebody just to come in and go hey well looks for you so let's look at that and just go for the sale yeah let's do that i bet you she's referred you business too yeah absolutely i mean i think those are more fans of like hey helped you out and took care of you but it's it's too easy honestly if you just like flip it if you were like if i was the client what would i would i want this person giving me something yeah or information and that's kind of what you do, and it works out from there. Wow. Yeah, I, I had a kind of similar transaction. I mean, I turned down a listing a few months, actually, because I had found out that he also inherited a, r- a really, uh, you know, it was a, it was a fixer property, cash-only per- th- uh, out in Spokane, but he was in a divorce situation, past mm-hmm. clients of mine. Um, divorce situation, though, and he felt like he needed to sell uh, to cash her out if he mm-hmm. wanted to split it. Um, but he was going to then be through something or or digest these crazy high interest rates. Yeah. He has a three, three and a quarter interest rate right now. Mm. And so it was like, hey, you know, in helping him sell this Spokane property, get enough proceeds that we could cash her out and get her off title on this. Because yeah. she was only on title, not on the loan, but it's a very similar thing. And um, You provided a solution. And it's, you know, it's tough in a, in a season like this where there's less deals to go around, really hard to, but I, I think it... it a lot more for you in the long run. Yeah, and so gives you the right and the ability to say, hey, I've helped you out. Now, who do you know is thinking about moving that I can help? And they're right. going to do it. And they're going to go, yeah, yeah, of course. Let me see what I can do for right. you. So it just kind of, it just carries on. Um, we've always worked really hard at maintaining relationships and lead generation that we're not really attached to the outcome of any one sale. Mm-hmm. You know, so if something goes south or it's not right for the client, mm-hmm. it's super easy to hey say hey i think we need to we need to stop this or we need to figure something else out sure so well, you can just keep keep moving forward and do doing the right thing that you want to do and so reviews you don't have a problem getting reviews from your clients do you? no not at all okay. you know we actually we uh we we thrive on you know we're always excited can't wait till it's like almost done uh so we could ask and then each team member too it's so cool they they get excited to do it because i think they they enjoy hearing experience too and i love reading it it feels like yeah. um you know uh, not directly but like raising my children a little bit right like so it's like oh my gosh like so and so that's so great look what so um it's very fun for me to read them too, but we love asking and then people are, people happily do it too. Well, and I think if they're reading your reviews, knowing that they're the ones that get to leave you eventually, I think there's some excitement in that. Absolutely. Um, anytime we get inbound call or anything like that or referral, then we always ask, you know, hey, who referred you our way so we can thank him. I think and you have more reviews than I think every real estate agent in Connie. We have like 421 on Google yeah. and 150 or so. That me. 
how did they how did they get that many oh. i said they just have that satisfied clients yeah. yeah and it's really simple we just text usually or an email that just says hey thanks for trusting us and we'd love to hear about your experience please leave a review here you know we'd love it mm-hmm. we really appreciate it um and then we're honest we're like you know we may share with others people will obviously read them you know this can help us obviously help more clients and we're like yeah absolutely i'll do it it's a ding after a while isn't it it becomes yeah. uh you, you know you know what started it is uh we didn't really focus very heavily on it and we had like one on there that was like good job or something like five stars and then um <laughs> And then some random person that we've never talked to or engaged showed up and left like a two-star review or something like that. And we're like, who is this? You know, and you couldn't track it. You couldn't remove it. You didn't, you couldn't do anything. Right. Um, we tried researching it to see like, who is this person? And uh, we're like, this is terrible. So now we have one like star that we've actually helped and some that we've never interacted with. Mm-hmm. But that's the crazy part. Actually. Like anybody can go anywhere, leave a review. Yeah. And like good luck fighting it or doing anything that you nothing oh, there's yeah. nothing you can do and then we had clicked when somebody does leave your review you can click on their name everything else reviewed yep. and this guy was just on a passionate war with the world he rated like jansen beach one star and i'm like come on they got the carousel like back in the day i'm like that can't be one star <laughs> and that's sort of like okay this is just somebody that's just going to town that's on reviews troll. yeah and it was so many uh, but then that got us urged, okay let's fix this let's actually make uh and then we started yeah. reaching out to people and responded so and uh, so i like the one star reviews by the way i think whenever somebody research you and they see this rating it's like point nine they're like yeah. ooh, yeah who it. did they piss off yeah you know and so they sort by low rated and if they see that lowest rated and there's really not much in there yeah. but you responded to it in like a really solid professional way yep. they're like oh you turn the negative into a positive because yeah that's absolutely. usually what happens and truthfully happens we grow from it too right like we want to make sure we're not but thankfully uh, we're a pretty seasoned team now so we everybody knows what to do and what to do and how to do it and what our uh, priorities are so it's Knock on wood, don't have many glyphs, right? It's just always pretty, pretty consistent. Hundred percent, percent, seamless. Yeah. Um, as far as your teams, you you made some changes, right? A couple of years ago, you were a little bit bigger, smaller now. Yeah. Over time, yep. We've kind of gone with who do we need and what do we need them for, and um, you know, that's what's cool is you get to meet different people and work with them, you know, mm-hmm. pretty closely. Um, so we have a core group now where there's uh, there's four of us with servicing clients directly, and then a director of operations that helps kind of everything keep moving to yeah. transaction coordinating. And so, so that's been great. Um, it's awesome. It's like a, it is like a little family, and we, we share a lot of uh, personal stuff, business stuff. So it's it's pretty great that mm-hmm. you know I think the shortest person on the team now is uh, four years. You know, I thought you were talking about height. <laughs> That'd be for no, so Scott's for height for sure. He's, so. he's the center on the basketball yeah, team. Yeah, he's, he's the center. He's the rebounder. Yeah. Man. Well, no, I, I've always thought that's cool about your team because it seems like you've built it different than most. I mean, I see a lot of teams scale quickly, um, hire, hire fast, um, take, take a lot of people on. Yeah. Um, why, why haven't you made that approach? Um, or not, not, to, I mean, there's teams that are built that way. It's not, not singling anyone out. Just curious. Yeah, absolutely. So we just, we never, we never had that wish to be a team that's like, oh, now we have 20 people. Now we have 30 people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just took some of the, like the personal out of it for me. Not okay. saying Agni with 15 brokers on their team isn't always personal. It can be, but, um, a lot of the teams that I met are team leads sometimes in our first meetings in like first three minutes and how many people they have on the team and am I wrong number 
how many and then uh, they're saying and i'm gonna add four more by the end of the year and it's so it just mm. my impression was of some of them at least that it became like a tracking game you know and 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 i say this nicely but i, I think almost every week i get either an email or a text or a message from somebody saying hey i want a team so wow. i've just said yeah, I really appreciate that. We're kind of building out a bench if we need one. You know, I'd still love your resume, your experience, have a conversation. Let me help you place you someplace else. Sure. Um, but, and I've been honest too. I've just said, hey, we're not really looking for that. Like we mm -hmm. have a core group that we're keeping. And then if the drives, then we'll, we'll go to the bench and see who could be the best fit. So Quality over quantity. Certainly. Do you um, come from a big family? Uh, I have, uh, I mean, mom, dad and three sisters. Okay. So, yeah. So it's, uh, I like people, yeah, it's just, you get, over time, you get really specific who you want in your circle, how you yep. want them, yep. how you want them to form, how do you want to support them, and then how the client experience is on the other end, too. Mm -hmm. So a um, ton of teams do it great. They do it great with a lot of people. I think it's, I think it's awesome. So um, for us, we just didn't cast that vision, you know, to say, hey, we want to get to uh, 15 or 20 people that are on the on the individual team and you so. haven't had a whole lot of turnover in your team no we re we haven't so that's I think we're kind of a model for that in, in the county you Speaks know as volumes. far as yeah where people aren't just leaving in and out the door all the time and new people are coming in so makes the client experience better the agent experience better people are happier and it's very consistent of the system processes and then just it makes it much smoother so Everybody can read each other in the lines, you know, without saying anything. So it's right. like, okay, they know what they know what to do and how they should do it. So you probably feel like you, could, you have such a good team now. You could leave town for two weeks, put it in the hands of somebody else, and with minimal effort, a couple of phones. Yeah. Everything, it, it's cool. Yeah, everything, yeah, everything is pretty cool. Um, I still handle a lot of the listings, a lot of the seller clients directly, because just that's the part I really enjoy, like kind of meeting them, hearing what the yeah. picture is, what they want to do. So. Um, those ones I'm still pretty hands-on, but if I leave, then that can just, you know, somebody else can run point or, uh, oh, if we know that at time, I'm usually sending somebody else to the appointments that they can kind of run with it. Again, right? so. When was the last time you took a two week vacation? Um, last year. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> so good. But you've yeah. been taking them off, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Our big goal was to be parents and we did that, you know? Yeah. So, um, now we have uh, a little girl that's four, almost five. And so wow. there's, she's already, yeah, she'll oh. be five in the, this year. So those priorities have certainly kind of shifted, you know, and, um, oh, she's going to start school next. Yeah. She's in, she's in pre-K now. Oh. That's pretty, that's there. So fun and learning. And, um, it was cool. She came home the other day. We were talking about something. We were actually on a walk on a trail. And then she said, um, I picked up some, she picked up a stick for Bentley, I think, and then she was going to build a bird nest with it. And she said, you know, this is filling Bentley's bucket, you know? And I was like, oh, tell me more about that. She was learning how through our activities can fill the bucket or deplete it, you know? So wow. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So that was wow. really, really, really eyeful. So yeah, so that's been awesome. But uh, uh, with COVID coming in, we all kind of obviously had to go remote for a while and, um, and it came at a really good time, thankfully for us, just because we got to spend so much more time with Avon and yeah. see her grow up and have more fun as a family and getaways and get-togethers and all that stuff. So it's been... You're going to miss it when it's gone, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, it, it's already... You know, people always say that. They always say that. They're like, oh, it's going to be gone before you know it. It's kind of... It's white noise for a bit until you get maybe three years plus, you know, because you, then you just start seeing the communication level change uh just everything changes so then you st even now she's getting more independence she's like i'm gonna go listen to my tony and draw or hmm. but she's kind of saying want some quiet time and we're like great you'll go over there you know so it's it's kind of fun to see and have her 
have her be at this point now. Nice. What, what's the, the, how's the saying go? And I think it's bold life by design, not by default. Yeah. Yep. I've, I've heard that over and over and over again. Um, I've always like thought like, man, it, it's harder than it sounds to, to actually do that. But I feel like you've been able to craft kind of that, that lifestyle dreamed of that fits and fills all of those buckets. Yeah. You know, a lot of it, I still think there's, you know, work to do. I think it's kind of like a never, never ending, uh, process. But I think, you know, at some point stuff just kind of clicks to you a little bit more and stuff that maybe wasn't clear before is clear now, you know, and then you kind of go, huh, I can't believe I've been doing this for five years when maybe that certain thing I didn't enjoy, you know, and then you realize it can easily be hired out or leveraged or whatnot. So, um, so I think that it gives you, you get a lot better at saying no versus yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I feel honored you said yes to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I did. No, you guys are doing some great things with KFA, so I thought it'd be awesome. Thanks. Um, before, I don't know where we're at on time, before we wrap up, um, I got to ask, what are your thoughts on the Blazers? <laughs> on the Blazers? I yeah. mean, we said before everything yesterday. So. Yeah, that was, yeah, I was texting out the door. Yeah, yeah, out the door, so that's interesting. And it's, Nurk, uh, too. Yeah, yeah Nurk, right, too. Yep, right. he, went to the, he went to the Suns, and... Uh, I think that I'm hoping we we get some. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm more I think op- optimistic for Dame than I am for Blazers. So I think that <laughs> yeah. he'll do he'll do better things. Oh, he's going to do great. Him and yeah. Giannis. I mean, that's a, that's a good match. Uh, that'll be a good matchup, and uh, so that'll be pretty exciting exciting to watch. I think that he he did great stuff for the city. He just didn't. He just, in my opinion, didn't have the right support over time. You know, if if I was a betting man, I would say like some of the stores are going to have Lillard Milwaukee Bucks jerseys hanging up here yeah. locally. Oh, sure. I yeah. might buy one actually. I'll, yeah, I wouldn't be right next to the Travis Kelsey. I'm, I'm still cheering <laughs> yeah. for for Dame, even though he left. I'm still cheering for Dame. You yeah. know, he did some good things for the city and for the team. So yeah, yeah. he did really good for a long time. So yep. I thought he he gave out about as much as you could expect or hope a player. Yep. Um. So I I think he'll do great. It'll be fun to watch. So. You still have like season tickets? Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, love the games. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, our family had him for a little bit there, but it's, it's hard to get over to Portland that much for me. Yeah, it's tough. So make nearly as many with uh, school and all stuff, right. and uh, but it, it's fun to have him, and then I can gift some out to whatnot. So that's enjoyable too, just to say hey, a game on me. So there yeah. you go. Clients dig that. Yeah, no, they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sometimes I've posted last minute or just you know private offerings or say. Hey, pick a number between one and 200 and whoever gets closest to the number I wrote down and gets the tickets, you know? So there you go. That's kind of fun too, just to raffle, but it's, it's a fun experience. I mean, Moda center is loud. It's really loud. You get there and it's a good, good energy, good excitement. So, um, it's fun to attend those games in person for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom before we sign off? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I'm going to speak to loan officers and realtors in the area. You know, I think it's just, ignore the noise and, and focus on what works for you and what matters to you. you know? um, take a note about the triple R, like what would your day look like or week if all you did was focus on client relationships and mm-hmm. doing a great job so you get good reviews and that leads to good reviews. So um, ignore the noise of like no homes being sold, like people are buying, people are still calling, people are still getting yeah. inquiries. That may not work every time and that's okay, but um, I just closed on a mm-hmm. house that they called me every years ago, yeah. You wow. know to move, so uh, it's okay. Like it may not work today, but it'll work four years from now. So stay in touch and mm-hmm. be in front of the rest, and they'll they'll come back. So 
Um, I think the stay market and make it are going to be, you know, the ones that are going to thrive and take more of the market share later. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be a pretty, pretty big shift. And and if you need to go look for something else, but don't think the grass here. You know, I see a lot of people shift gear. And yeah. They start selling different stuff or different products or whatnot. Like you do that, like do it. You know, to support the family, not. But if you have the passion for the industry, I think it's time to like double down versus. Mm-hmm find your way to back out somehow yeah so i think if you're passionate about what you do then it's a really good opportunity to pull down to offer your clients and and still be standing after all mm-hmm. said and done it's kind of what we talk about it's like opportunity here is a fast lane you know and it, other people are slowing down so it's not as fast or as exciting as or as profitable as we want right now but we are it's probably hard to see right now but we're, we're taking market share we're we're advancing uh yeah, getting it. Stay hopeful. Yeah, yeah, staying in there, doing a good job, and being in front of people. I think it'll just, it's all going to come back, you know, two or threefold later. It so always does. It, it always does. But I think right now there's just so many people that are exiting because yep. uh, they haven't been able to make sales or stuff didn't work out. And truthfully, for the last few years, you know, buyers, brokers have been beat up by the market. You know, even even when the sales were good, they had to submit five to 10 or 15 first to get it done. So that was tough. And then, you know, seller market, buyer market, now obviously interest rate conversation. So I think some of them are just like, I'm done. This was like last straw. Yeah. So yeah, which is, um, so we're, yeah, we're here, not going anywhere. So that's been fun for us. And we just see it as a opportunity um, and what you touched on earlier too i talked to agents just to check in and see how they're doing sometimes yeah. you know um a phone call can change the trajectory of their core month or career what they're doing so i think just being as a option of somebody to talk to and strategize can mm-hmm. can go long ways so just try to try to do that for people in my in my circle people love to so like a coach yeah, almost yeah. like a coach. Yeah. So you're not getting paid to coach. <laughs> no, for me, for me, it's fun. I could see maybe future of having on. You know, to you don't have 20 people on your team. I could see sure. myself uh, having maybe people like coach or mentor, kind mm-hmm. of as part of like a small academy or something like that, where we can help build some good habits and and help launch people. I mean, it's a industry with what 90% fallout rate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you can pair up people with other people that are doing good or going to long, long enough, then maybe you can change it out from make sure they're not in the nice fear to have a chance of succeeding. Or right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel in a season where the people who are giving the most value are surviving. And, uh, I just, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. This was awesome. Yeah, Thanks you, for the you conversation. You do a lot for a lot of people. So oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Welcome to the KFA podcast, where our mission is to keep faith alive by kicking ass.